Hey everybody, my name is Taylor O'Brien with the Leicester Riders, and you're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. Create teams with cards from your collection and earn points based on your players' real-life performances to compete in a variety of fantasy sports competitions. So Rare is a game that you can play this season and the next and the next and the next. It's almost like a, a dynasty spin-on fantasy. It's available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football, the world game. You just sign up, create an account, and then you can start playing. And if you want to go a little bit harder and purchase some limited, rare, or unique cards, you can do that too. But at a base level, this is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because Process Podcasters, we know our thing. But so rare is a chance to go up against us. So hit the link in the show notes, and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name's Kobe. You guys, I'm alone by myself today. It's possible we join with Justin, but we'll see if he makes it or not. But either way, I'm feeling pretty good about this interview because we're going to be talking some women's basketball, which you know is on the rise. The WNBA has been growing year after year after year, but this isn't a WNBA episode. This is about the other side of the pond. I'm going to bring in our guest today. Her name is Taylor O'Brien. She is a leading scorer with the Bucknell Bison. She also played for the Florida Seminoles and now plays for the Leicester Riders in Great Britain. Taylor, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, I mean, obviously, women's basketball is on the rise in, in North America, but you found yourself on the other side of the pond. How did you end up playing in England? Honestly, it was just because of my career during college and just meeting so many different people being able to network and my Florida State coaches really helped me um, with the process of finding an agent and my agent is awesome and was able to find um, the Leicester Riders here in the UK and it was just a perfect fit for me. Now was your move to Florida State was that was that about gaining visibility was that the main purpose of it for you? It was not that was probably a little bit a little part of it but when I graduated from Bucknell, I was able to use my COVID year. So I was able to go back in the portal and I wanted to see if I could play with uh, the best of the best and play in the bigger league and be able to see if I could really be able to go professionally. And the first step to do that is play with the girls that are going to be in the WNBA and going to be playing overseas. And I thought that was a great chance for me to go and show if I have that ability. And just because it was my fifth year of college, I wanted to go somewhere, just get a whole new perspective of my whole college career for the past four years was in 
the snow and up north and I was like might as well go down south and go to the warm so just trying to see all different uh, aspects of life and definitely wanted to see if I was able to live far away from home for a little bit and see if I could really stay and play overseas for another year as well so I thought this was a great opportunity for me to go to Florida and just look at all my options and see if I like living so far away from home and it worked out for the best for me in all my situations right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we're we're based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, so we understand wanting to get away from the snow. I understand that 100%. So, <laughs> I love the snow, though. I can't complain. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Now, how did how did the COVID isolation affect your game? Oh my goodness, COVID was such an interesting time. It was so unpredictable. Is kind of the only word to like go about it. It was chaotic. All of my teammates and I, we were stuck in the hotels all the time, isolating every other week. We were going into the hotel for two weeks at a time. It was really, really hard on us. But coming out, like, we were all so close because of how much we were together, like, going through all the same things and experiencing the same type of trauma, if you will. And it just made us a lot closer and understand, like, really how hard it was for us. But basketball, we were doing really well that year. Like, surprisingly, we didn't lose until our absolute last game. We only played 10 games. We were 9-1, and one, I believe. Wow. Um, and we were undefeated up until that last game. And it was just a really, really tough mentally, tough emotionally. And I think that was definitely a year that, like, most people won't forget because it was so impactful and how the season really, like, played out and it just taught me a lot that was a, a learning season for sure okay so speaking of learning seasons how you how young were you when you started playing basketball oh I was probably like an eight or nine I've been playing for a really long time um and I really didn't like it when I was younger I thought it was for boys and I was like I don't want to do this and then I ended up being okay at it so I just stuck with it and then I ended up really really like who who encouraged you to pursue basketball? Uh, my parents kind of threw me in there and they were like, just try it, see if you like it. And they don't let me quit anything. So I did a bunch of different sports when I was younger. And some I really liked, some I really didn't. And I stuck with them until the end of the season. And I ended up really liking basketball. So I ended up playing three sports all the way up until the end of my high school season. I played basketball, volleyball, and track. And then I played basketball and I ran track in college at Bucknell for a little bit and then I just played basketball at Florida State but it was a really cool experience to be able to play all three of them uh growing up yeah you were a very successful two-sport athlete at Bucknell right I, I you hold their record for high jump I believe not anymore actually one of my uh the younger girls that I used to train with she actually broke my record yeah Abby Cates and Karen um Karen Hall, I believe, um, they both broke my record. So I'm really proud of them, though. If it was going to be anybody, I'm glad it was people that I was able to train with and play with. And during your development, where would you say you made the biggest sort of jump in ability? Where was that? Um, probably my junior year um, of college, I believe, just because it was – well, freshman year I did really well in track just because it was my first year. And then – Kind of junior year was during COVID, so I kind of had a lot more responsibility on the basketball court, so I had to produce more, and I had to play more, so I had to step up, and I think that's where the the flip kind of switched, and 
it just kind of all clicked for me going into that year. Was that one of the years that you led the team in scoring? I believe so. That was just like the COVID year as well. And we didn't have um, a lot of games to play. So I kind of had to just do what I could with those games that we were given. And I had a lot more responsibility on the team and I was put in more of a leadership role that year. And I just wanted to do everything I could to be six mates. And that's everything that I could have done. Now, you're you're born and raised in Pennsylvania, right? Yes. And Pennsylvania is all about football, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> okay, so how much support is there for women's basketball in Pennsylvania? No, it was honestly a really good crowd for our games that we had. I feel like we had a lot of support from the community, like in Lewisburg. Like there were so many people that came out to our games. Um, all the all the local people and just like our school was super supportive of our games as well so we had a lot of students coming and staff and faculty and even like I know my parents drove up for pretty much every single home game and even as many away games as they could Um, and honestly that just is consistent throughout all of my four years was that the support was there every single year and I'm so grateful for those people to like come and consistently be like big aspects of our lives. Okay. So you were a Florida state Seminole, which is just next level. Okay. I mean, for somebody who's grown up in Canada, we don't have college university sports anywhere near the level that they have in the States. So like college university sports in the States is almost like professional sports here to the level of support you get. You've gone from that Mm -hmm. to the women's British basketball league. How is the support and how is the interest in women's basketball growing in England? How does it feel over there? It's an upcoming, um, it's an upcoming process, um, truly. And I think the more exposure it gets and the more like we promote and the more we get out there and show our faces around the community, I think the support will grow as time comes. And I think that we're doing everything we can to like show that we have games on these days and connecting with the community. We are really active in um, with the younger kids and like all over the community, helping them and doing coaching with them and getting them to come to our games is a really cool thing. And I think we're just doing a lot to get that support from like all of the community as well. And I think they're on the way to coming to stuff like this just because it's new and upcoming. So I think in a couple of years, it'll be a really big thing. And I think people will like support it more and more as time goes on. Now you're an out of country international player there. Are there a lot of internationals on Leicester or no? Uh, We have five of us that are international from America actually, but, um, and then we have two others that are from, well, let me think we have, what is it? Four from America. And then one from Australia, one from Ireland, and then the rest are from the UK, just all over the UK, all over the UK, which is rare for an international team. There's usually like one international like player, Mm. but to have so many people on our team. Yeah, it was really exciting to see that so many people that were coming in understood where I was coming from and just having these new experiences and being able to experience them with people that also are going through this new process as well is very comforting to all of us, honestly. So how, how different is England for you? It's slightly different. It's a lot more walking. Everybody loves to walk here. Um, (laughs) Our teammates are um, really, really nice. It's really 
easy compared to like other places I feel like just because the food is semi-similar the the people all speak English like that's a huge thing for me and that was a really big help like coming in here was um having people that understood what I was just um and honestly just like all of the people and the way that we practice and train is very similar to how we did in America so I was had no complaints coming here and I honestly am really excited to be here. Have you had some time to travel around and take a look at things? Not as much as I would like to. Um, it's been mainly basketball, but I am going to try to fit in more traveling once we have more off weekends and stuff. So um, that should be coming soon. <laughs> Any differences between the game they play in the WBBL than what they play over here? Um, I think the way that we play is very similar to the way that we played at Florida State. Um, which is very high pace, high energy. Um, the girls are really good and they're coming in and playing um, with a lot of energy, a lot of strength and a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty similar to the way I have been playing for a long time. Definitely just different people and all coming from different places and playing against some teams. Like they are playing in other leagues like the WNBA and that's really cool to be able to play against people of different calibers and like people that are older than me, younger than me. It's just so diverse in the people and how they grew up and how they got to where they are right now. And it's just very cool to see all of that. There is no difference in the rules though. Um, I don't think so. Uh, maybe like half court violations. Like you have to stand, like if you're throwing the ball and you have to stand on both sides of the court. I think that's like one of the only things. Yeah. I don't really think anything different. Maybe the shot clock a little bit, but. Okay. And, and Leicester has a rich history, right? They're one of the top rated teams, aren't they? Yes. Um, they've been really, really good the past couple of years. And then the university also. So the majority of my teammates are studying as well. So that's like a really good thing for them to be able to go out and play in the Bucks games as well. And they won Bucks last year, I believe, too. So being on a cool team that is successful is um, exciting to me. And hopefully we can do it again this year. How do the facilities compare to Florida State? They are different. Um, I think our weight room is, we have a really good weight room that is different to Florida State just because it's with the whole school as well. Like everything is based out of the university. Mm -hmm. So all of our like trainers and, and practice facilities, they're all through the university. So Honestly, it's not, it's just different that it isn't like our own gym or our own weight room, but it's still a really, really nice facility and we're able to get there. It's, we have access to that as like much as we want. So I have no complaints there either. Is that shared by the men's squad as well or no? Yes. It is. Okay. So in, from what I understand is that they, they're t- tightly knit together, right? The, the men's and women's side are kind of under the same ownership. Um, see, the men's play in different facilities than we do. The BBL, um, they have their own gym and their own weight room and facilities and stuff. So, like, we usually uh, train with, like, the Division One and men's and women's teams. So, like, okay. we're typically in the facilities that they use. The men are kind of on their own in a different area. But, like, we have um, – they're honestly, really, like, really great people. Like, we have um, great relationships with them as well. And and what's your goal? What's your goal there? 
um, just in general, in like general. playing here? Yeah. I think just to be as successful as I can be in this league on my team as a team to win as many games, win as many finals, um, and just play to the best of my ability and get to honestly play as much basketball as I can in as for as long as I can. You going to cross the channel and uh, spend some time at the Paris Olympics? I maybe I'm not sure. I don't know what my future holds yet, but I'm not canceling anything out, not ruling anything out right now. Right on. And what's your schedule like with the WBBL? Is it a, is it a rough schedule? Like how many games do you guys play a week? How does it work? It's actually really nice. Our team, we only play on the weekend. So we'll usually have a game on Saturday or Sunday. And then the rest of the week we are training. Um, and then on the Wednesdays are typically the Bucks games for the university students, which I'm not one of them. So we just take Wednesdays and we go and watch my teammates play because I believe all of my teammates, except for me and one other girl on my team are studying. So they all playing in a sleep. So we go and watch their games every Wednesday. Oh, that's nice. That's you. Yeah. You have a light schedule. Yeah, it is really nice. Yeah, it is really nice actually. Um, it's good for the body, honestly. Oh yeah. I was about to say you're probably gonna be able to stay, stay healthy all season, right? Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood, hoping for the best for the rest of the season. Have you dealt with any injuries before or no? Oh, for sure. When I was at Bucknell, I had a stress fracture um, in my foot um, my freshman year. And then honestly, just like tendonitis over the past like five years. But uh, at Florida State, I had a high ankle sprain as well. And I was out for 10 games. Um, and so just recovering from that took a long time. But um, other than that, just minor injuries, like nothing serious. Now, you had mentioned earlier in our interview that at first you didn't really take to basketball, but you stuck with it and it kind of grew on you. And then you realized that you're talented at it. What, what would you say to other young girls kind of interested in pursuing sort of any sport? Because it seems like there are less and less people pursuing sports now. Everybody's sort of on their phones inside. What would you say is a good motivating yeah. sort of thing to to kind of get people into it? Well, I'm really grateful for my parents for kind of forcing me to play three different sports growing up and play a bunch of different sports as well, because I think that made me want to love the games that I was playing. And I never truly got tired of playing those games. I think girls playing sports is such a great way for people to really be able to understand like what girls go through and for girls to share their story and be able to really put themselves in a place to like be successful and be strong and show like that we really like are able to do things. And I think it's really cool just because growing up, like I played three different sports and I'm really like glad that my parents were really adamant on us all playing sports as kids. Like me and all my siblings were, consistently playing sports and I think a big thing of that is like when the kids are sitting inside and not really wanting to play sports like getting outside and going and doing and being active like really will help just overall like becoming an athlete being healthy and like honestly like I played three sports and I had the ability to miss the sport that I wanted to play and I think that's why I stuck with basketball for such a long time 
is because I had the ability to miss the sport I was playing. When I was younger, I played volleyball in the fall, basketball in the in the winter, and then track in the spring. So I was able to really go back and forth between all of those, but I wasn't playing them consistently throughout the entire year. So I was able so I was able to really like take a moment and be like, okay, like I really do miss basketball season now. I really do miss track season now because I wasn't um, worn out from the sport the entire year. Do you believe your participation in sports has helped you outside of the court? Oh, of course. You learn so many things from playing sports as well. Like I think so many sports, like you can learn like leadership skills, like you can learn uh, persistence and like mental and physical strength. You have so many internal and external like obstacles during sporting like events during games during practice like just balancing being a student athlete like teaches you so much about time management and being able to be prepared and be on time and so many life skills are taught through sports and I don't think that's appreciated enough just because how hard it is to be a student athlete and doing it for such a long time like you learn so much like over the years and I'm really like grateful for all the things that I was able to learn, like doing sports the entire time. And it just helped me like become the person that I am today. Do you believe that the name, image and likeness, the NIL rules that have now popped up, the way of getting paid to a, to play in the college level, do you think that's a good thing for, for sports in the United States or no? I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm very torn on this because, well, when I was – at Florida State, we were able to do more of that. So I kind of saw the benefits a lot more. Uh, and it was a really cool activity to be able to like connect with just surrounding schools. And um, usually with the younger grades, like we were going and reading and playing with like little kids. And I think that was really cool to like get acclimated to the new environment and the new schools and stuff and like just put ourselves out in the community. Um, but I also think that just because it's hard to kind of deal with like loyalty to teams just because like if one school is giving you more money like you're gonna go there just because mm -hmm. like that would be a smarter move to do and like better in the long run and I think a lot of that impacts the way that kids look at their decisions nowadays instead of like the history and the just the way that the programs have like really brought like brought up also I think that the schools inevitably with the most money are going to get the best kids. And I think that kind of takes away from it, but it also like adds to it as well. So like, I just think it's very interesting to like see how all of the teams play out in like March madness and see like these upset teams and like all of these like Cinderella teams, like making it to big, like the big stage. And I just think it's really interesting how it's all unfolding now. But I think it is a good thing, honestly, because kids are being able to benefit from their likeness. And I think that's a great thing to be able to market off of your own brand, especially if you're putting in all the hard work. So, No, 100 percent. I mean, it's early days. I'm sure it'll settle out some right now. It's a little bit crazy, but we'll, we'll see how it goes from here. Now, outside yeah, of, of your parents, who would you say has been the biggest sort of mentors in your life, both as an athlete and as a person? I feel like um, definitely my coaches, my AAU coach has been a real big help to me my entire time through all schooling that I've been to uh, through, like, and he has been able to kind of help me get the connections to 
when I was in the portal the second time and he was there guiding me, helping me with my first round of recruiting as well. And I think that just all of my AU coaches were able to like really get me to where I am today and help me. And I still stay in contact with them. And they've just been like such big helps and like teach me how to really be successful in this type of environment, especially like in professional basketball as well. Like they've had other players go through their programs and be successful as well. And they're looking at me and see that potential in me and see what I really could be. And they've always had my back from the very beginning. And I think that's such an important thing about them. It was um, Millwood, Ace, and Messiah. So they were all like really, really helpful to me during my process as well. Oh, right on. And do you have an agent? I do. His name is Marcus Reed. He's awesome as well. He's been helping me as well. Um, just even getting this opportunity to come here and anytime that I need help, he's at, he's a phone call away. Now, how did you find your agent? From, uh, through Florida State, through okay. my coaches at Florida State. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I mean, it can't be an easy thing, right? Like oh, it's it's very early on in your life, you don't really know who to trust. I mean, yeah. and a lot of what you, what you achieve is directly as a result of your agent, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Especially like the connections that you make at Florida State, like that I made, especially like even my, I got really close to my assistant coach, Coach Carter. He talked to me every single day. Like when I was going through my injury, like he was there to like pick me up, bring me up. And I talked to him every single day. Like he was able to help me through all of my process as well. And like all of my coaches at Florida State were really helpful during my um, recruiting process, like um, to come play overseas. And I think they just know the people, know the program, know the, just the way to play overseas basketball and just all the ins and outs. And they were able to really help me from start to finish. So I'm really grateful for them as well. That's excellent. That's excellent. And I mean, we, I guess we should point out that, I mean, it, probably your your end goal would be the WNBA, correct? Um, I think so. I'm not opposed to any. I'm just looking to play basketball as long as I can. And if the opportunity presents itself, I would not turn it down. But um, I actually like playing overseas and I want to play in as many different places as I can in my life. And um, so we'll see wherever um, this this year takes me. Yeah, we've we've actually had another basketball player on the show previous to you who had gone a different route where right from high school, she went to playing overseas and developed oh, really? that and developed that way. But I think what you've pointed out is that the connections you can make going the university or college route can be really invaluable somewhere yes. down the road, right? Yes, for sure. I feel like networking is such a big thing that we learn in college. Like even I was a sports management uh, major at Florida State and the entire thing that I got from being in that in that major is that networking is the most important thing in sports as well and it's all about who you know and how like you can make that connection with people and be able to have conversations with people and um, it really helps you get places in life if you really are able to speak and have conversations and connect with other people. Now, did you actually target the Leicester Riders or did you have other options? Um, I had a, a couple of different places that I wanted to go, but I think uh, Leicester was the place that I wanted to go the most just because it was the easiest transition mm -hmm. and they were the most um, accommodating and 
the coaches and the players were all really like wholesome people and they were English speaking and it was the easiest transition for me as like a rookie year and I was just like really excited to come here and be around a same type of environment as college really just because it's like I'm living with my teammates and we're able to go to practice together and they're still in school so it's like kind of the same type of environment so it's like the easiest transition out of college. No, it makes total sense. Makes total sense. And if your friends and family like want to watch you play, is there a way they can tune in and watch you play? Yes, they're uh, the games are streamed on YouTube, so that's really helpful as well. Is it just like Leicester Riders YouTube? Uh, I believe so. I think it's uh, Women's British Basketball League, and then every game day they'll have the games like streamed. Um, whoever's playing. Oh, right on. When's your next game? Uh, on Saturday, we play at Durham. And it's a big game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah, it is a big game. We're excited for it. We're ready. Right on. And if our fans want to follow you on social media, what are your social media handles? Uh, my Instagram is Taylor underscore underscore O'Brien, and my else, my Twitter is Taylor three O'Brien. Um, I think that's about it. I think my TikTok is the same thing as my Instagram. Are you active? Are you active? Not on TikTok, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Instagram mainly. Okay, okay. Right on, Taylor. It's good talking to you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great. It's great to have you on. Great to have you on. Looking forward to watching your next game and check it out. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.